Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hi folks, be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. Well, at least I can remember who's in the studio with me right now, and that happens to be a very, very dear friend for many, many years, and uh, that's Dr. Ken Turner, better known as Dr. History. Good morning. Good morning, Zeb. How you doing? Uh, you already know that. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> calm down, take a breath. I am upset about that story, though, and yeah. I, I don't mean to take a lot of your time on your program, but I'm not going to let that dog lay on the porch. Good, good. Good. I promise you. All righty. Okay. What are we going to talk about today? Well, I just want to give a plug. Last week, which I should have said last week, uh, I actually got to speak at the Albin Historical Society meeting last Thursday night and had a good group of people up there and just told some stories. And actually, Friday and Saturday, out east of Declo, they had an event called Farm Days. Oh, I know it. I wanted to get there. Was that at Bagby's? Ray yeah, ba- yeah. You and- know, Ray, if you're listening this morning, I owe you a steak dinner because I have not made it over to see not only Farm Days, but the stagecoach, and I'm just upset. Oh, that stagecoach is immaculate. You saw it. Oh, yeah. Just absolutely perfect. It, well, anything Bagby and yeah. his help builds and, is perfect. And other carriages and one thing. It was, it was worth, definitely worth going. Next yeah. year, uh, they need to advertise a little better and get more people out there. Uh, you know what? I wish he would have called me and let me know because I didn't have the note and kind of out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I, I just didn't make it. Yep. Okay. Well, you know, Zeb, uh, when we talk about uh, gun-toting people in the Old West, we pretty well talk about the men. How about we talk about some of the women? And some of the gals, especially some that worked in some of the... Um, Be careful. i got to watch how I say this. Just skip it. Let's just... <laughs> Let me put it this way. You know, you've heard of Annie Oakley. Recreational and, yes, places. Yes, you've heard of Annie Oakley and, and uh, you know, some of the others, you know, yeah. the Calamity Jane. But we're yeah. going to talk, talk about some that uh, weren't so uh, notorious or famous. Well, like what? Well, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, actually, women, too, actually observed a gun code in the West. And the gun code had little in common with ideas of fair play. I see. Okay? Uh-huh. We're going to talk about that. Okay. But from diaries and books and letters and newspapers, it's possible to kind of piece together some of the rules of feminine gunplay. Okay? Here's some of the rules. All right? Uh, strange men will do for you to shoot, or you can scare them to death. That's number one. That's number one. Num- you can, like, shoot in the floor? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And number two, shoot first, ask questions later. Okay, so, like, uh, they're fair game. Yes. Number three, if you shoot a man in the back, he rarely has a chance to return fire. Well, now, that's an interesting <laughs> concept. Okay. Number four, 
shoot from ambush if possible. <laughs> Boy, you're really coming up with some great feminine okay. rules on shooting uh, oh, here. We, well, we got number five here. Okay, number five. If a man needs killing, go ahead and do it, especially if there is no one you can consult about it. This all took place back in the 1800s, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was the gun. Have things changed? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not so much. I don't know. But anyway, you know, the gun code for Western women may have been less romantic and chivalrous than the men's code, but it was effective. Yeah. At the turn of the century, I'm gonna, we're going to talk about some of these ladies. There was a Mrs. Frank Adams, a Texas woman who rode, drank, and shot expertly, was thought to have plugged a man in the back. An unnamed South Texas woman who ramrodded her own ranch, broke her own horses, blew the top off a cowboy's head with a forty-five when he got fresh and pinched her ankle in fun. Uh, whoa, whoa. Evidently, these... How dare he pinch her yeah, ankle? Well, he didn't do it again. And uh, evidently, these men needed killing. Blew the so, top of his head off? Well, Maybe just a little bit of it. I don't know. See. <laughs> well, you wouldn't want to have a... What about a blind date with her? <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. Okay. Now, the mother of a guy named Bob Crabb threatened to let her trigger finger do the talking when two strangers stole some oxen from the family ranch in the Texas Panhandle and then offered to sell them back to her for $35 apiece. Mrs. Crabb told them she didn't have that money. They came back the next day with the oxen and said they would take $5. Uh-huh. When she wouldn't pay, they started to leave. Mrs. Crabb grabbed for her 45 and said, Go ahead, but I will kill both of you before you get away. Okay. Well, the she was men, a soft-spoken lady. The men didn't call her bluff. Lucky for them. Bob testified his mother could kill a bird on the wing, and she hardly ever missed. So they, they they were they were smart enough to give her back her oxen. Yeah, but wait a minute, Doc. Have you ever shot one of those old Colt forty fives? No, I have. And to think that anybody, male or woman, could really be effective with those forty fives with the recoil and everything else. Yeah. I mean, that's like holding a cannon in your well, hand. Well, evidently, she was good at it. Now, another lady, a New Mexico woman known as Lady Castile, fired Lady Castile. Fire just past her herder's ear, okay, her sheep herder's ear. He'd gotten smart with her and re- had refused to leave when she told him to. She said, I didn't try to hit you that time, but I just wanted to show that I mean what I say. So she just kind of nicked his ear. Nicked his ear. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here we have a, a Mrs. Cassie Redwine of the Texas Panhandle. Oh, this has got to be good. Yeah. When you got a name Redwine, look out. Uh, yeah. She practiced the code on outlaws, okay? Yeah. She didn't necessarily, necessarily shoot them in the back, but she did ambush a few. Now, there was a guy named Black Pedro, and he had some robbers that were terrorizing the upper Red and Canadian rivers. Black Pedro. Black Pedro. <laughs> hey, don't you love these names? Don't you love it? I'm having a ball listening. Okay, so when 500 head of her own stock disappeared, Cassie decided to hunt down the culprits. It took three days for Cassie and her posse to find the rustler's secret camp. She formed her own posse? Yeah, captured the men there. Now, Black Pedro was not among them. Uh-oh. Okay, so when he rode in later, Cassie actually, she kind of disguised herself she dressed in some rustlers clothes and she picked him off she got she got him yeah the rest of the outlaws were either killed or captured when cassie's men prepared to hang or shoot the prisoners 
Cassie kind of took a little sympathy, and uh, she kind of left. And so whether they did hang him or shoot him, she kind of, you know, she kind of let them do what they wanted to do. Is it wrong or is it even sexist for me to be formulating in my mind a picture of what these ladies look like? Okay, well, let me show you a picture. Okay. Here's a picture of Pearl Hart, and okay. she is quite an attractive lady. Look at that. Uh I, yeah, I mean she's 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 not a big, large, no. heavy bone woman. She she's relatively small and feminine looking. Yeah. And that, what's her name? Uh, that's Pearl Hart. What did she do? Well, actually, we've done a story on her, but we're, uh, that's let's go on with some of these other people. Okay, it's your program. Okay, here we go. So another woman, unidentified, except that she was dangerous, made use of disguise to pass as a cowboy on the cattle trail. Oh, I remember that. Okay, she went from one herd to another until she located her previous boyfriend. Okay. Previous. Previous. Like in earlier. Yeah. Part of her costume w- involved carrying a revolver, and she, when she found her former boyfriend, she used it. I see. Now. She, they went out target shooting. Well, she never told what she'd done to him, but she did remark, quote, I'll bet he won't trifle with another girl's affections. <laughs> so perhaps uh, he's met his demise. Oh, 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 or got really scared. I see. <laughs> okay. Now. One gun wasn't enough for some ladies. There was a Mrs. Wheeler of Mobati, Texas. Mobati, Texas. Mobati, Texas. Okay. Figured that two guns were better than one when she set out to get back her daughter, who had been stolen away. So, armed with a six-shooter and a Winchester rifle, the, oh my. the good mother prowled the streets of the town, looking not for her daughter, but the, for the person responsible. So, she knew who it was. Yeah. Okay. So, bystanders, including the marshal, <laughs> watched from behind the a fence. The marshal stayed behind a fence? <laughs> he was hiding behind a fence. So, until then, a guy named uh, Sheriff Cap Arrington arrived. Well, the lawmen drew their weapons and threw down on Mrs. Wheeler ordered her to drop her guns. Before they could get her to jail, she tripped them and drew a pistol, and after more scuffling, the law finally prevailed. So it took a sheriff, a marshal, and a posse to subdue this lady so she wouldn't kill the guy that stole her daughter. Oh, I'll bet she was a petite little lady at the Sunday church uh, tea party. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Yeah, well, now, guns, you know, could equalize the situation, and sometimes armed women would wade in to see that justice was served when three strangers from Texas shot a ranch hand at the Bassett's Colorado Ranch, uh, shot him in the back. Mrs. Bassett took Winchester in hand and got the drop on them, the three guys. She disarmed them, marched them back to the dying man, and demanded an explanation. Why back to the dying man? Yeah, the guy that they'd shot. Wanted to know, you know, why did they do that? So yeah. the one who had done the shooting claimed that the Bassett man had shot and killed his brother in Abilene, Kansas. And he was just settling the score. Okay. Yeah. Now, Mrs. Bassett explained that shooting a man in the back was not the way they settle a score in Colorado. I see. So the lady lined the three up against the bunkhouse wall and infor- invited the Bassett man, the guy that had been shot in the back, uh, to shoot one, two, or all three if it suited him. No, wait a minute. This guy is shot in the back, and he's still able to yeah. pick up a gun? Yeah. And uh, anyway, but... 
by that time, he actually had lost enough blood. He was kind of too weak to hold the gun. So uh, evidently, I don't know what happened to three guys. Did anybody think about rendering first aid? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I think revenge was more Holy in the mind. Cow. Yeah. So anyway, guns provide some women with courage they might not have had otherwise. Uh, Ellen Casey of Lincoln County, New Mexico. Now, what a sweet sound. Yeah, name. Ellen Casey, just yeah. a feminine name. She became excited when a party of Apaches stole some cattle and horses from the Casey Ranch. Okay. So, declaring that she was not afraid, Ellen grabbed a shotgun and hastily loaded it. Her husband, who watched her preparations, tried to advise her against going, but she brushed him aside. And she took off. Wait a minute. And her you husband mean to let tell her me go. The husband, this little mealy mouth, milk toast yeah. husband, let her go fight the Indians? Yeah. Okay. So oh, he was a dandy. Yeah. So when she returned with the horses that had been stolen, she got them? She got them. He pointed out that she had loaded her shotgun. She had a shotgun that she'd loaded, but she'd loaded it wrong, so it actually would not even shoot. You're but kidding. but the Indians thought it would. They didn't know that. They didn't know that. She got her horses back. So, and then there's the rule that always... Now, the, I wonder what kind of a marriage they had. <laughs> I'm not sure who were the pants, but I have an uh, idea. Yeah. yeah, okay. And then there's the rule that allows a woman to scare strange men to death. When a party of Apache accosted Mrs. Mary Nugent near her tombstone Arizona ranch, she knew she couldn't get to her gun quickly enough, so she let them know she saw them and she wasn't afraid. And she invited them to breakfast. Okay? You got this picture? Yeah, the okay. Apaches. They're, they're coming into breakfast. Breakfast. Yes. Pancakes yeah. and yeah. eggs. Yeah, yeah. So after they'd feasted, she told them she needed some They milk. went in and ate? Ate in her house, in her cabin. So after they'd eaten, she told them she needed some help and put them to work hauling supplies into a storeroom. Wait, something's wrong with this picture here. <laughs> okay. These Indians were going to kill her, right? Right. But she invites them to breakfast. And then she has them do some work. Okay. So they're hauling supplies into a storeroom with a heavy door. When the Apache were off guard, Mary slammed the door and bolted it. Then she ran for her rifle, fired into the door to warn them not to come out. They didn't try, and when they were later released, nobody thought to ask them why they'd come to the Nugent Ranch in the first place. So they'd come to the ranch, but, you know, so don't know really why they were coming. Maybe they were not really going to do anything bad, but who knows? I'm still torn in figuring that these were not the smartest Indians in the world. <laughs> well, you know, they had breakfast, you yeah. know. <laughs> they weren't hungry. So... Now, no female was better known for readiness to use her weapons, pistols, a rifle, a shotgun, a whip, and a vocabulary in both English and Spanish that would have scalded, as this says, scalded the hide off a dog than a lady by the name of Sally Skull. Sally Skull. Now, what picture comes into your mind there, Zeb? A rather large woman that doesn't look like she's a uh, young lady. Yeah, okay. Well, Sally Skull, I don't have a picture. But few were her equals in the use of fire, firearms. Really? Sally rode in daylight and dark across the Mexican border to trade horses. Uh -huh. She went through at least three husbands. Kind of like Lonesome Doves. <laughs> So uh, went through at least three husbands, reputedly played poker with John Wesley Harden. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, won at least one gunfight with a man. 
She drove a freight wagon during the Civil War. Yeah, I think my picture's coming true. <laughs> it's coming back. Sally was without mercy when she got angry, and some said it didn't take much to make her mad. She once called out a man who'd made unfavorable remarks about her and fired out his boots until he did some dancing. Until he did some dancing. <laughs> oh, can wow. you just picture this? And these lady? are all women doing yeah, this. Yeah, these are the. Oh, the fairer the, sex. The, the, the ladies of the West. Yeah. Now, ranch women sometimes dealt justice with the weapons other than guns. There was a Mrs. Victor Daniels, and she ran a ranch jointly with her husband on the upper Healer Valley of Arizona. Ordinarily, she was on the range with her husband, but a sick baby kept her home one day. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, looking up from her work, Mrs. Daniel noticed two strange men driving off part of the herd. Oh, so they came in and just broad yeah, daylight just, took yeah. their cattle. Yeah. So she sprang into the saddle, raced after them, built a loop, and caught one of them by the neck, jerking him out of the saddle. In other words, she roped this guy yeah. around the neck. Jerked him out of the saddle. Yeah, like the Roy Rogers on yeah. Saturday morning. Yeah, and as he fell, she drew her pistol and invited the other thief to drive her cattle back to the ranch. Invited him. Yeah, in a nice, kindly way Very with nice. her pistol. Yeah. When that was done, she told him to clear out. Now, the first rustler lay in the brush with his neck broken, and there was no official inquiry. Well... I wonder why. <laughs> so I'm assuming he was dead. <laughs> she roped this guy around the neck. Yeah, you know, dallied around yeah. the saddle horn. And I just, mean, just holy like, cow. Yeah. Okay, now another lady, Alice Stillwell Henderson. Alice Henderson. Wasn't she the mother of, uh, what was the TV series where uh, all the kids were uh, yeah, little squares? Yeah. Uh, Alice Henderson? Yeah, I think that was yeah. the maid. Oh, that was the maid. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, she guarded the perimeters of the Big Bend country with her husband and brothers, often living in a tent on the open range. She was a crack shot. During one incident, Alice made an all-night ride alone to get help to recover stolen cattle, and five bandits rode into her camp just as she set up. She disarmed them and entertained them at gunpoint all day long until her own riders returned with the stolen herd. Oh, wait a minute. She disarmed five bad guys. Five bad guys and kept that at gunpoint all day long. I suspect they didn't dare twitch. Just my, just, I'm just There's a guessing. lot of thoughts going through my mind, <laughs> some of which I can't relay at this point in the conversation. <laughs> Anyway, so now on one occasion, Alice's husband had some difficulty with the Mexican military. Mexican, oh my. Okay, nobody said exactly what the trouble was, Uh but he had to leave the country in a hurry. Left. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. He told Alice before he left that the Mexicans had his rifle and some cattle, and he asked her to go recover them, go get them. He asked his wife? To go get him. Well, she wasted no time in getting back the rifle, and she'd galloped into Mexico, entered a building, had taken the rifle from under the nose of a Captain Riviera and some 50 men under his command. 50 men. And she walked in and got his rifle. And one woman. One woman. It says Alice got away. It took her longer to recover her husband's cattle, but she took back some 2,000 head over the next two years. How did she do that? You know, 
who knows? These women were amazing. Are these true stories, Absolute, or are you making you them up? Know, I have never told a false statement here yet <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> now, the, you know, the dime novels and newspapers, they fe- feature tales of the female gunslingers, outlaws, cattle thieves like Calamity Jane, Bell Star, Cattle Annie, Little Britches, Rose of the Cimarron, and ride along with stories of completely fictional characters. You know, they just made things up sometimes. But most of what was written was fiction, whether it was about real or imaginary characters. But even the most imaginative dime novel plot couldn't hold a candle to, to reality. I mean, these stories, how could you make these Well, up? you know they had to be tough, though. Yeah. Back in those days. They did. They did. Okay, I got one more. One more. I got one minute. Okay. So we take the case of Mrs. Stevens, who lived in Lonesome Valley, Arizona. Mrs. Stevens. Mrs. Stevens. She kept a gun handy at all times, especially when her husband, Lewis left to travel the 30 miles to town. Well, when Mrs. Stevens, left alone with her children, looked out the window, she saw what looked like a rag <coughs> hanging on a bush outside. Okay, So she's looking out the window. She didn't remember hanging anything out there, so she grabbed her gun, drew a bead on the rag, and shot, well, it was an Indian, okay, dead. Now, he wasn't alone. His fellows had the ranch house surrounded. She reloaded, kept firing, holding off the Indians, until some cowboys who were in the vicinity heard her shots and came to the rescue. When things settled down, the cowboys prepared to ride away. They asked Mrs. Stevens if she wanted to send a message to her husband. She wrote, Dear Lewis, the Apaches came. I'm mighty nigh out of buckshot. Please send some more. Your loving wife. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Please send more buckshot. I'm getting Your low. loving wife. Your loving wife. I'm getting low on do you realize ammunition. What, do you realize what you've done here this morning? I, I'm not sure. Do you realize that you have uh, firmed up the toughness of the American cowgirl? Oh, yeah. And you're married, and I'm married, and we better watch out. <laughs> Do not trifle with a woman's feelings. Don't <laughs> leave a gun around them. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> Those were great stories this morning. But, you know... Do you I, have any more pictures? Uh, that's... I mean, I wondered if you had one of Little Mrs. Uh... No, I don't. Not in this book, oh, I don't. okay. But I am... Wow. Uh, there's another... I was going to get on to the women of the wagon train. Let's do that next and week. we'll do the... We'll I'm do... out of time, but yeah. that was excellent. And now all men... Knowing the code of the West are living in fear.